To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information, plus $35 or more gets you free shipping. pbandjoey.com for more information, pbandjoey.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios, Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, on YouTube, live, and on Facebook.com slash P-O-S Sarcasm. What happened to Twitch? I don't know. What fuck you want me to do? I was just nothing going on over there. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. How's everybody doing? Huh? Uh, thank you to everybody who, you know, thank you for... The presents and the gift cards and the letters and the kind words and the cease and desist letters. I mean, thank you, everybody who had input this year. And um, even if you had something to say that I kind of just took, crumpled it up and threw it in the fucking trash. I mean, there. I mean, at least there is some attention being paid to it. And this is honestly, uh, this is one of the. This is the funnest. The funnest. The most fun year and the most challenging year i've had whenever it comes to podcasting whether it's been video editing uh it's and then just planning in general then some of the work that i've done on the side has been the most satisfying but i guess that's how i want to start off the podcast and of course it's thursday i know i'm a day late it was christmas what do you want me to do it's goddamn christmas so the idea is that I did want to get it in there. I mean, it's like freaking, what is it, like 7 o'clock? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I got five watches, and I still can't keep track of time. What's the matter with me? Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to get into watches later. It was recommended to me that we do a deep dive on watch purchasing. So, yes, we are going to get back into some technical shit, some long overdue technical stuff. We're going to deep dive on the wonderful world of watches, the technicalities behind them, how you should really be buying them, and yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. 
And then we're going to also be getting into dog sleeping positions because chances are you were that significant other going to see the family for the first time and, you know, and or if you were nervous about what you were going to say and what their parents are going to be like and you wanted to obviously be your best self in front of them. So you took a little extra time in the morning, a couple of extra wipes in the bathroom and you were just kind of curious to see if they were going to like you or whatnot. In the meantime, the guy, on the other hand, he's worried about his dad, whether or not he's going to hold in his racist rants and um, how the mom's going to judge her and what advice is she going to whip out the the, the Facebook portfolio of uh, pictures gone by of little Jimmy when he was back in fucking high school with his with his uh, with his, you know, with his business in the front and the party in the back you know, pictures and all that jazz. So I know that it was, Christmas should not be that stressful. It really should. Am I even recording right now? It's, this is not my normal day. Like I said earlier that this is not any time, like when I did Sunday leftovers or weekend leftovers, whatever it is, the very, you can have, like you, you say you go to a comedy club and you do your set, you do your tight five, the minute you change venues or you change your uh, your material, it gets suddenly everything gets really tense, and you kind of forget what layers you're you know, what you're working on. You forget your lines, you forget your your punch lines. Like I literally just I've been doing this every Wednesday. It hasn't been too bad. It's been getting better and better. The minute I change the time in the day and I go from a Wednesday to a Sunday to do leftovers, I'm completely uh, not clear of mind, but blank in thought. It's and I haven't really gotten completely programmed mentally to be doing this on a Sunday or a weekend time, but it's not supposed to be as long of a podcast on the weekends. It's supposed to be an add-on. It's supposed to be leftovers. It's supposed to be that extra Chinese food that you had left over in the fridge. So I want to kind of treat it. Want to kind of kind of pat up on it. I want to kind of treat it like that. And the fact that now it's but it is Thursday. I don't normally podcast on Thursday. I normally don't podcast this late. Normally the podcast is up and ready for download, which is now also available on Spotify all over the world. So it's official. If you need to find my podcast, it's pretty much in every application known to man, woman, and child. Although I don't know if your children should be listening to my podcast. And well, some of you adults, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think should be listening to my podcast. Because sometimes I just make too much sense. But, yeah, back to holiday stuff. Holidays should not be stressful. If you have those people that are make your, your holidays stressful, well, I mean, I guess you should just excommunicate them for the most part. But some of them have more upside than downside. So sometimes you got to let that drama in. So if you got a racist dad, maybe he tells a few good jokes. And maybe that's perfectly all right with you because it's family and nobody's really recording this and probably putting it on YouTube. I got the hint after like week two of my YouTube channel uh, that probably should not be recording uh, Christmas type stuff but yeah but that's that's the thing I nowadays I know when to pick up the camera and I know when to put it down but for all for those of you who will, uh, who don't know I also started a brand new YouTube channel uh, in what do you call it in addition in addition, less than subtraction, in addition to my normal positive sarcasm on YouTube, there is now a positive sarcasm podcast channel on YouTube that will be 100% all about the podcast. Whereas I had little, you know, clips and a couple things 
on my U- my regular YouTube channel, I wanted to switch to make this all podcasty because I'm going to give YouTube a shot as far as uh, I know they got new policies and all other stuff and you know they're trying to save money by kicking all anybody else who has an opinion that doesn't really you know go along with their line of thinking because they want to save money from their advertisers and something to that effect. I don't know. I'm rambling because I just it's tired and I'm uh, it's tired. It's tired. I'm tired. Uh, so. I want to give this vent this one a shot because I don't know if Twitch is really my avenue as far as live streaming. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give YouTube a shot. I mean, pre, me personally, I would prefer just to. I'm not beholden to any audience. I'll stream on every platform. You give me if I can do Mixer, uh, uh, Periscope, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and, and YouTube, and pretty much whatever else. If I can put them all in one program and blast this freaking this diarrhea out to pretty much anybody that'll accept my live stream uh, feed, I'll do it. Nobody's paying me as far as they, as far as those heavy hitters go. I don't care if 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 there's a feed and and I something I can latch onto, I'm gonna do it because the more the merrier. There's no exclusivity anymore, okay? None. All right, you it, it it's it doesn't work like that. If you're going, if you're like a comedian and you want to plug your show or your or your special or something else that you're doing. You don't necessarily go on late night TV. You hit like all the podcasts in your area and you're going from podcast to podcast to podcast. Podcast is king nowadays. So you aren't you don't have to be beholden to anything. Anything goes. If you have a thought and a way to publish that thought, then don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid that one little uh, channel is going to kick you off or something you say or something you think or do. There's plenty other shit out there for you to be latching onto. So don't hold, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Handle all of them. Do all of them, okay? Uh, granted, if they, you know, if you're one of those heavy hitters like Ninja and they offer you millions of dollars, then maybe it's something for you to consider. But for the most part, if you're somebody like me who's looking to get, just get started or restarted or something arted, then just take, just do it all. What do you care? What are you mad because some exec is going to be all upset because you're streaming on two different platforms? F them. Who cares? You want to reach as many piece, people as possible so you can channel your audience better. Chances are you talk to 100 people, between one and 10 of them are going to like you. More likely one. But if you keep building that one, you never know. So just keep doing it. Keep pushing out the content. to. That's why I'm giving this YouTube thing a shot. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. Maybe it's just... Maybe it works better for me. I have no idea. And I don't know. We'll get we'll give it a shot. You know, we'll give it a shot. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, okay, that's what it is. Because I wasn't uh Yeah, whatever. Who cares? So yeah, I mean, Christmas was great. Presents were awesome. You gotta take your time when you're looking at these presents. You gotta if you get like presents, especially if you're the new person in the family, don't fake it like you appreciate the gifts. If you actually get get like say you're the new person coming in the family, you're you're I don't know. Julia and you get a you get a present like first of all they know you're coming you're not like a last minute tag along hi everybody this is Julia or Todd I don't judge and um well actually I do judge but not like that I just judge people in general like you know I go to like I go to I'm one of those people that goes to like a Christmas party and I immediately just like secretly judging people I go in there I'm not saying much I'm not saying much but when I'm at a Christmas party, people don't know, I am automatically looking people head to toe, up and down, 
you know, looking at this one guy here, and it's like, you know, look at that dude. He's got a hernia shaped like a bag of fucking pretzels that he just ate. You know, you're checking out all the recent divorcees that are in there right now, looking all pretty, you know, try or at least trying to. Got got their 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 blue, you know, little puffy shirt or that's all, you know, fake silk satin or silk that they pulled from TJ Maxx about two days prior to the vacation that they're trying to squeeze in because they got, you know, uh, so they're they're trying to do that all that shit because they're trying to look interested. They want people to remember them. Oh, yeah, remember Kelly? Yeah, she's here. She was there. Yeah, she was the one in the blue shirt. She lost weight. I think she did. That whore. So the idea is that you're looking at these people. You're normally judging the dudes because the dudes look like train wrecks because they're pale. They're too busy outside chopping wood, finding, taking care of the kids, making sure all the shit is taken care of and all the lights of the tree are working properly. And all that stuff. So they're completely all paled out. The girls are all trying to clean up and stuff like that. In the meantime, I'm like piercing through the middle of them. I'm the snow piercer. I'm going in there. Fucking guns are hanging out of my medium t-shirt. My hair's up and high. I'm playing bartender. You're going there. You're looking at everybody. What'll that be, sweetheart? You're shaking the thing. Even like you're pretending like you know what you're doing. And you're just studying everybody. You're looking at those divorcees. You're looking at those dudes that are two Christmases away from death. All right. You're staying away from the woman who's obviously on the hunt, who's like the cougar of the of the family. Everybody, oh, stay away from, you know, stay away from Kara. She's on the prowl if you can get what I drift in. Yeah, lady, with your fucking wine breath, all right, stay away from me. There's nothing worse than than wine breath because normally if a woman's got high amounts of wine breath, it usually precedes the gingivitis that is to come. So you have to be careful with that, especially if it's a red wine drinker. The red wine drinker, you can normally tell who is. They hit the Starbucks at around 2 p.m., and then by about 4 p.m., the uh, red wine starts to hit their system. That's kind of how they work. The Moscato, that's all-day rosé, okay? That's what they are. The rosé Moscato girls, they're completely different. They're popping Moscato. If they're not working, which they generally aren't because... Let's face it; they can't hold down a steady job, so they're hit, or they're uh, bored housewives, so they're generally hitting the Moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is fucking sour shit. So the idea is that they're hitting the Moscato because they need some sugar in their lives because they're not getting it from their husband's pudding pop. Zip a bubble, blub, go to fucking jail. So they're not they're they're hitting the booze early, but they need something light so they can kind of keep the buzz going throughout the day. Whereas the Starbucks drinkers are hitting the they're hitting the red wine hard by around four o'clock and they're not finishing until they are fucking face first in the pillow or head first into the into the headboard. So you gotta keep out if you see that if you see a glass of red wine kind of prancing around at the at the Christmas party, I mean it might be too late for some of you guys, but uh, hey, you were warned for next year, so go see your doctor, go scrub that shit down and be aware of, for next year that almost rhymes but it doesn't so keep that in mind but the woman with the with the with the clear red wine glass you gotta stay away from because she's gonna be over laughing <laughs> that's so fun i my name is your name is drunk get away from me lady and she's at least about 10 years older than you are so i i mean you could but you shouldn't and you yeah you don't you don't you definitely don't want to do that. But yeah, these are these are the clear signs, clear and present dangers that you need to be on the look for when you're judging people at a holiday party. If it's a work party, my opinion is just don't show up altogether. Don't go. To, you never go to office parties. 
Unless you're unless you're looking to suck that dick and get that promotion, you should not be going to office parties, okay? Um, those are things that are best left to be like, listen, I can't make it. I had a thing. I had family. Whatever it is, I had gonorrhea. It doesn't matter. You're not going to that office party. The holiday parties are different because it gives you a chance to kind of work on your speaking skills because you don't have a podcast like I do because you're not that fucking intelligent. So the idea is that I can work on this whenever I want. All I got to tur- all I got to do is turn on the live stream and make a fool out of myself for 45 minutes. You, on the other hand, are that yes man, that yes man. So you don't get that chance to work on your own opinion and your own thoughts. So when you go into those holiday parties, you are the first thing they're going to do. What do you do for work? Well, I'm at a, I'm an executive at this firm that nobody gives a shit about. Oh, that's great. Ah. So, but with me, you go in there, you can, you blab and then you can keep your mouth shut. So I can, unless I'm behind the bar, then I can be like, sing us a song, your piano man. I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm shaking up those drinks and uh, it, I can do whatever I please. When you're the bartender, you're basically the shrink. You're the doctor. You should have that looked at. Um, you should go to the hospital. You are, you're the man. You know how to pour those drinks and make them just right. You can say and do Pretty much whatever you want. You guys should fight. just get a divorce already. Fine. Sign the papers, bitch. So you can do whatever you want as the bartender. And that's what I do. So while I sit there, I've already I've already pierced through the crowd. I've already I've already stayed away from wine breath lady. I've already talked I've already gotten away from all the herniated herniated looking pale dudes. Because I don't want to talk to people. They can talk about sports. Oh, the Patriots. Blah 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 blah. I've gone I've gone through enough sports. I'm done with sports. It's a rule in this podcast that we don't talk about sports. So I kind of avoid all that. And I'm usually, you'll, normally if you want to find me at a party, just ask where the dog is, okay? Just ask where the dog is. And generally, I'm over there petting them as a sign of insecurity. I'm over there petting the dog or I'm behind the bar mixing drinks. If there is a bar to begin with. If it's a dry house, I'm out the door, okay? People need to be liquored up. I don't care. They need to be liquored up and there has to be a dog. Those are like the two stipulations of me going to a Christmas party or any type of holiday party in general. Well, okay, most likely a Christmas party. I don't know what other holiday parties are like. You got any Cavalta fish? So, I mean, those are, it is. You have to be careful. You can't just say hi to everybody. Hi, nice to meet you. Move on to the next one. Hi, nice to meet you. Move on to the next one. Don't look standoffish, but definitely don't make yourself available to everybody because chances are there's a lot of people at a holiday party who don't have anything to fucking say and all, they wanted, all they're doing, all they're looking to do is tear down somebody else to make their holiday feel better from the fact that they showed up alone. Okay, in the meantime, I'm still piercing through the crowd. I'm looking around like, oh, look at that girl. You know, then you lock eyes. You got one in there. It's like, oh, okay. She's not that happy. She looks like, uh, yeah, she looks like, uh, bitch, <laughs> I wonder what. <laughs> I wonder what her chin looks like turtled up inside her neck while her legs are up in the air in the missionary position. So anyways, the fact is, is you are scoping out. There's usually one person there you're keeping your eyes on. It's like, oh, that's a new sleeve of tattoos. That looks nice. I wonder what uh, trauma she's been through lately to get that. So these random thoughts are popping through your head while you're going through these, ho- you're going through these Christmas parties. Because you don't, normally most of the time, you don't know any of these people. Uh, and in my opinion, just going in there like a grunt and just opening fire on everybody. Hey, I'm here. The party's here. No, that's, that's, that to me is fucking annoying. Oh, I'm very much reserved until I feel like I've earned my place or I've earned my usefulness at a party. In that case, I let it fly. Um, 
it is tough though because you don't it, holidays are holidays are stressful the food should never suck the company should never suck there should be times for silence in my opinion especially during christmas there should be times of complete friggin' silence where nobody's saying anything not a, and i don't mean like after a full a full you know comatose meal where you just ate so much food that you need to pass out for about 45 minutes and nothing's worse than showing up to a Christmas party and everybody's fucking sick. I mean, that's usually vegans. But nobly, I don't like that. I, I haven't, it's been a very long time. So I, the last time I think I was sick during like Christmas or something, I, I was probably, I probably wasn't even of drinking age at that point. Me, but I'm the picture, I'm the picture of health. Ting! So, I think that you have to be, I don't know, I'm curious to know, what you guys think about going to Christmas parties and how you mingle with people. And um, normally there are some people who are just, they don't want to talk to anybody or they don't really have anything to say. So they just try to make themselves useful, whether they're washing dishes, working behind the bar, which I think is more talent because you're going to end up talking to people more likely. If you're like washing dishes or helping out in the kitchen, then it's like, that's like chicky small town bulls, uh, small talk bullshit where nothing really gets accomplished. You're just going to hear small town gossip and you're not going to really get into the meaty juiciness of the people who actually sings, sing songs next to the piano man. You're not really solving any issues. I mean, you grand you are cleaning the place up, and God bless you for it. But there's nothing fun there. Your back's your back is to everybody as you're cleaning dishes. You're at somebody else's house cleaning their fucking dishes. That's completely pointless. Number one, there should be shit tons of paper plates. Fuck the trees. I don't care. Burn down Fern Gully. But there should be paper plates, and there should be a huge bag to throw out all those paper plates to begin with. Okay, and there should be. And if it is a holiday party. Where party 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 if there is a holiday party where they're only serving one type like if they're carnivores and it's all meat or it's vegans and it's all that that's a clear sign that you're gonna be just stopping by hi we're just stopping in oh broccoli powder that sounds delicious <laughs> well i'm gonna go use the placards and get this green shit out of my teeth and we're gonna head out of here here's this gay ass fucking gift for you guys love you we're gonna go to the cool party orgy uh, about two doors next down with the hot tub and the sling slongy thong thongs bye bye have fun next door neighbors are fucking it looks like a 70s cocaine bash that's the party you want to go to all right, if it's one night for you to get absolutely purged face, fucking ridiculous, there's got to be drugs, there's got to be alcohol, and there's got to be at least one swinger-ish type of family, uh, 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 a couple there, just to make things kind of interesting, just to keep everybody on their toes, because then it gets the conversation going. It's like, ooh, who are they gonna, who are they gonna target tonight? And then you kind of say, then you can start taking bets. It's like Vegas now. The what's the Vegas odds that the the who's gonna go home with the with the with the swinger couple? These are the, the these are real scenarios that take place over the holidays. All the weirdest shit all comes out during the holidays, and some of it I don't even know if it's such a good idea. Like for example, making announcements at holiday parties are annoying. We're pregnant. Fuck you. I'm gay. Why? Now dad's traumatized. Are you happy? Congratulations. Oh, you know that's you can't do that at holiday party. Party holiday get-togethers are supposed to be tolerable and relaxing. It shouldn't be, how can I go out of my way to piss everybody off by trying to self-congratulate everybody with my new accomplishment, okay? Oh, I'm gay. Nobody fucking cares, all right? Nobody cares how much dick you secretly sucked this year or the fact that you're about to have a little baby shithead brought into the world six months from now and you're going to announce it then? 
You're going to announce it then. Now you're making everything all about you. Okay, those type of announcements that can divide a family, bring together. I don't know. We're not here to bring together families for the holidays. We're here to eat food, drink booze and keep your goddamn mouth shut. So if you're there to come out of the closet, if you're there to say you're pregnant, make the announcements for the holidays or wait till afterwards, especially if you're going to break up with somebody. Oh, Stephen and I aren't, aren't together. We're not seeing each other anymore. We just needed some time apart and it looks like we're going to be gone for good. Yeah, save that shit. Save the, 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 the Christmas layoffs per se until after the cake's been served, the tree's been burnt out back and everybody's crying. That Leave that shit for after the holidays, or maybe, no, definitely after, okay? Make it at least to the new year. If you're going to dump somebody before the new year or before Valentine's Day, that's fine. Save it till after Christmas. It has to be, has to be, has to be after Christmas. There should be absolutely no bombshells. Oh, I got the new job. Nobody gives a shit, Frank. Fuck you. You work at a lumberyard. Ooh, you're getting 10 cents more an hour. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Fuck off, Frank. So you don't need to be making those big announcements. It should just be like, hey, what's going on? What do you want to drink? You want something to drink? That's great. Oh, no, it's... Or, uh, you know, I quit drinking. Or if you're an alcoholic, that's another thing. Nobody likes nobody likes the alcoholic at the, comp at, at the uh, holiday party. That one's no fun to me because it's like, I've made that mistake before and I felt bad about it. But, you know, you don't need to be like, oh, he doesn't drink. Just don't, don't say you're an alcoholic. Just be like, I, I don't drink. I'm not much of a drinker. Oh, I've been clean six months. Hey, congratulations. Now you're making the Christmas party about you again. Yeah. Like I said, Nobody needs to give a shit about that part, you know, that stuff, okay? And if you're, you're co-parenting, whoa, look the fuck out, all right? Now you've got to deal with the traveling bullshit. you got the five Christmas type of theory. Well, well who's going to pick, you know, who's going to pick up Sasha? Are you, okay, what time, we, what time, okay, you gonna, are you going to be there at three o'clock? Because we're going to have dinner at this time. And it's like, well, no, why, why does everything always have to be about you? Okay, we were going to have dinner at three o'clock. And so if he could, if you could maybe, you know, he could have breakfast there and he can open up his, pre <sighs> fine, calm. No, because it, then it's like, that shit shouldn't be, yeah, go here or go there. If the kid's got a fucking car, let the kid drive where he wants. Who gives a shit? But as far as like, you know, that co-parenting, because you know, the parent, you know, mommy and daddy got divorced six months prior. So now dad's living in a fucking trailer park and mommy took over the house because that's generally how it ends up. Um, and she's dating some Latin 26 year old. That's a stereotype. But still, the idea is that that split up. And now you you guys are going to argue over Christmas about what time uh, little fucking Lucifer 12 year old is going to be at one place and then get transported to another place so he can eat dinner here. And he's going to get fat. He's going to get fat again and eat dinner here. It, there's a lot of guilt trips in that shit. So let him sit up, let him split it up. I don't know. Figure it fucking out. Figure it out. Don't make it stressful. These, the, this, there's so much bullshit that takes place during the holidays that drives me fucking bananas. Bananas. Um, but the idea of like going to these holiday parties can be really, really stressful. So, and, and you need to just keep it low. Find, find your, put yourself in a useful position. Don't think of yourself as a freaking comedian unless you truly have a comical nature to you. If you do have some talents. Put them on display in such a way where you're not like, you know, juggling fucking cannonballs. Just at least be useful. Put yourself in a position like, hey, my bartender. I should, you know, I, I don't mind the joke. I don't mind the quippy jokes of like, oh, I didn't bring my dollars. It's like, okay, that's, I get it. You know, they acknowledge the fact that they're 
trying that you're doing something that's useful because let's face it if you do have a bar or some type of countertop that allows for this type of activity within a house then generally people going behind the bar it becomes kind of this this one-way street shit show of people going in and pouring too much and they don't know what the fuck they're doing and things get kind of disorganized behind the bar and it, it just if you have one person behind there just kind of hanging out telling stories like my dad used to do that stuff he had a bar in the house and he would be behind there and people come up and it's like a it's like a it's a place you're in a position of authority you have control over the situation you have control over the booze you have control of the traffic to the booze you can see where everybody is that's what's good at the holiday party and if you are in if then when dinner time comes out whoever you know mom is mom is in charge of asking one thing so what's new any exciting news and that's your cue to keep your fucking mouth shut about who you're dating what gender they are What's your pronoun? Or, or whether you got promoted or you got fired or you're getting evicted from your house or you're behind on your taxes or you got eight months to live. That can all wait until after you've eaten the dry ass fucking turkey or the overcooked ham. Actually, the ham was good this year, I have to admit. And this, the, the rib roast that I had was, I think, probably one of the better rib roasts I've had in quite some time. So... That was I had a, I had an enjoyable and the gifts were wonderful this year. The great thing about it, like I said, I'm gonna go back to the beginning really quick here before we jump into watches, which is an interesting holiday present. I I, I dabbled in it a little bit. All right, I'm rambling. Let me go back to the thing. Okay, so when you get presents, the important thing is don't be like, oh, for me, no shit. Says your name on the wrapping paper, doofus, doofus, doofus. Um, so you need to grab, open it. They're immediately going to explain it. Like, oh, well, we thought that you'd like this, and we we're going to grab that. So that's why we saw that, and we think it would look cute on you. It's like, Arr! just open the gift and then start to investigate it. Look at it. Look at the linings. Look at the sleeve. Like, you're really paying attention. It could be a fucking book bag or a bag of condoms. It doesn't really matter. Look at it, investigate it. It's like, oh, okay. And then start thinking, and then they're like, do you not? They're going to look at you because you're serious. You're really paying attention. You're looking at the pockets. You're looking at the bottom. It's like, do you not like it? It's like, no, I'm actually I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to use it. And, and how much stuff I can fit in here. And it's like you're actually thinking about the gift and you're wondering how useful you can make it so they don't feel as much of a, like a piece of shit because if you just fake that, you're like, oh, no, I like it. I love it. I love the color. And I, 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 I love how much pockets it has. And then you just throw it to the back of your head. And it's, I'm going to set it right here and forget about it when I leave. And then, I'll, and then that's the end of that and blah, 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 blah. So the idea is like pay attention to the gift because generally most gifts are pretty useful. I mean, if, if you do pay any special attention to a person and you go and get them a gift, generally, most of the gifts you get them, they should have some type of use for them. And I'm not hard to shop for, but I'm also nearly impossible to shop for as far as standards go. But I make it pretty obvious that I'm into coffee. I like technology. I like, uh, you know, cool shit. Um, I write a lot, so I need notebooks. I drink a lot, so I need cups. Um, I, I, I like, but jewelry is different. Jewelry, like I got a brace. I, I sometimes wear bracelets because I, I like the extra weight on my wrist. And uh, generally, I wear them on the other side of my watch or with my watches. But watches are different, and I'm gonna dive into now before we get to the Q and A because it's been over 29 minutes, and I don't know what the fuck. When I go back to listen to this podcast, the first 30 minutes is gonna be like a category five hurricane holiday of shit. And somehow I'll listen to it later and be like, that's yeah, all right. Anyways, so 
uh, I was told, told, I was instructed to go deeper into watches. So, okay, timepieces. For dudes, there's only so much jewelry that a dude can wear. And I, okay, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I don't want to fucking hear about smartwatches. I don't want to hear it. I don't wear them. I don't like them. I don't trust them. I don't like smart. If I don't want smart speakers in my house, why the fuck would I want a smart watch? I've already got a phone in my pocket listening to everything that I do, watching everywhere that I go. Ooh, why don't you try out this cafe? It's got three and a half stars on the fucking Google Maps. All right. I don't need a watch basically, you know, diving into my, my wrist and knowing my pulse and, you know, everything like that. I don't want... I don't want that. I like classic timepieces. I get function. I get form. Unless you are out hiking or you're like a nurse or something of some true utility, you don't need to be looking special because you can read your text messages on your fucking wrist. Pull out your goddamn phone like a man. Read that six point. There's a reason you got a phone with a six and a half inch screen so you can read the shit on the screen. You don't, oh, okay, so you go and get a Samsung Note 10 with a 42-inch flat-screen fucking monitor with 1080p resolution, and then you go and get a watch that's like 38 millimeters. So you get this giant fucking Pop-Tart of a watch, a giant Pop-Tart of a phone, and then you got this tiny little watch. Oh, look at this. I can read a whole novel. Oh, Dante's Inferno. Tiny little watch. Completely pointless. Stop doing it. All right, nonetheless... Here's the thing about watches. So we're going to get serious here. So you better fucking pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. Okay. Watches. Let's dive in. So this might bore some people, but I don't care because this is your life fucking sucks anyway. So how about you learn something instead of posting, you know, some passive aggressive bullshit quotes on your social media? Listen the fuck up, okay? This is important shit. This is men's jewelry we're talking about here. So I don't want to fucking hear it. So pay attention. Ladies, ladies, you're included on this too. Inclusivity. Inclusivity. Watches. Brand, price, movement, function, labels, bands, leather, stainless steel, brushed metal, polished metal, leather, nylon, NATO straps, butterfly clasps. All these things matter. All of them change the price. All of them define when and where you're going to be wearing the watch. Like for right now, I've got one that slides underneath my sweatshirt, but this watch is a... It's a throwback. It's a company that doesn't even exist anymore. It's got a Swiss movement on it. It needs to be calibrated because it's really old. And it's got a nylon strap, which is water-friendly and uh, easy to clean. And it matches well with the watch, but it's very casual. Blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. You have to decide. Normally, one watch, you can go with just one watch, but normally one watch doesn't do the trick. Normally, a casual field watch like I have an Edix Levo Bear, which is a clean watch with a white face, and then and it's easy to read during the daytime. And then, of course, it has like a khaki army strap attached to it, which is like a nylon strap that it kind of loops in, a lot like this one right here that I have that you can't see because you're listening to the audio format of this. But the idea is that if it's on there, then it's... First of all, it's very tight to the wrist, so you, you don't have to worry. You know it's there. Whereas a leather strap or a stainless steel strap, they're a little more, um, they can be a little more jiggly. I prefer like knowing a watch is not going to move a lot on my wrist. Um, so as far as your your strap goes, you normally two watches will do the trick. So if you have like a stainless steel band and like a leather band, a leather band you can get kind of you can 
do casual with a leather band, and you can do formal or dressy or business with a leather band, but you can also do casual. Depending upon the face type, you'll know it when you see it. If it's more aggressive, generally it's going to be more casual or sporty or racing. Racing, there's it's like chronograph or whatnot. But okay, you'll know it when you see it. Now, if you are wearing a dressy watch, important thing about a dressy watch is it has to slide under your sleeve. So if you hold your if you hold your arm out, the the watch will slide out from the sleeve so you can tell the time. And then when you put you you contract your arm, the watch will immediately be small enough to slide back into your sleeve. Okay? Because if you wear too big of a watch, too bulky of a watch, it will bunch up the sleeve and you'll look like a fucking doofus. All right, it has to be uniform to your body in and out. People will know you're wearing a watch because they'll be able to see they'll be able to see the bracelet underneath your wrist. They'll know and you'll know that you're wearing a watch. The important thing is that you know. You know that you're wearing a watch. You know that you're not missing anything. It's like a piece of jewelry. It's like my mom. She wears her fucking menorah or whatever around her chest, her star of David. And without that, she's it, to me. That's like her. That's her. That's, that's like her fucking Zoloft. She has to have that around the neck, or she'll completely break down and be able to function throughout the day. So you have to have that. Like I have to have my watch wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing, even when I'm working out. Normally, I don't work out with a watch on, but I have a specific watch that I do. So okay, formal dress, durable, aquatic, casual, gay. Oh, gaudy. Sorry. I have terrible writing. Gaudy, which is like a boulevard with like a shitload of diamonds on it. Who are we kidding? One diamond at the most. Smart watches, no. Colorful, like a blue watch, blue leather, blue rubber. If you're like, uh, if you're into swimming or something like that, you have a retro look. Like I have a, a watch that's it's very small. It has a tiny face, like 32 millimeters. It's very very tiny. It's like the size of my thumb. Uh, that slide. It's very. It's perfect for dressy. Whether you're wearing brown dress clothes or you're wearing green dress clothes or all black or mixer mixtures, it works perfectly with every single one. Price points are also important too. And also quality of builds are most important as well. For example, your movements. The two movements that if okay, if you're buying a watch, normally companies like Fossil, Guess, Armatron, Anything basically from JCPenney's, not that I'm knocking JCPenney's. I like their clothes. They got great fucking t-shirts. But for the most part, if you're going to the, the watch section of JCPenney's or, or Sears or Walmart, you're going to get a shit watch. It's not going to be real gold. It's not going to be real silver. It's going to be crappy stainless steel from some mainland China destination where they still eat dogs. So that's a, that's a shit watch. It's going to break. It's not going to look that good. It's too bulky in the metal. It's not going to clean enough face. It doesn't really tell time that well. And it's not a confident-looking watch. And you don't want somebody asking you, hey, what brand is that? And then you reply to them, you know, fucking some stupid company. You want a brand that's like, oh, you can at least give us an origin story of the brand. You know, and if you are, and if it's Swiss is one thing. Now, Japanese movements are strong movements, but the problem with a lot of companies nowadays, especially Bulova, who used to be a USA brand, built in the USA, movements in the USA, in the USA, now everything's Chinese or shitty Japanese versions. Most of the Bulovas you buy nowadays are like, it's all Chinese. The metals are Chinese. The uh, uh, movements are Chinese. The the In the glass, the glass that is in, uh, that's, covering your you know that's another thing mineral crystal or crystal sapphire mineral crystal will scratch and over time your watch will be unreadable and it will not look as pretty if you can get crisp sapphire crystal 
Anytime you can get that, and it'll say it when you go and buy online. Jama Shop, Ashford, World of Watches, it'll tell you what type of glass is on top of the watch. And every time, you should always, always, always purchase Sapphire. Whatever it is, scratch-resistant Sapphire, as long as it says Sapphire, you're in good shape. If it says mineral crystal or plastic, you can't, can't buy it. Now, generally, if you are getting a mineral, a sapphire face, if you're getting a sapphire glass on top of the label, most normally, most of the time, the rest of the watch is a of a strong build quality with a strong Japanese movement or a Swiss label, which is also very important. Swiss labels and Swiss, Swiss movements are very different. If you look carefully, if you pay attention to watches like I do, and I know there's there's other things out there. You can go to Hodinkee, and Hodinkee is an actual company. I think John Mayer is a part of it. You go to Hodinkee, and you can check out there's all kinds of crazy watches, and they go through every single thing. But we're going to start with the basics here of watches. There's Japanese movements, and then there's Swiss movements. However, Japanese movements generally, it doesn't say Japanese movement on the label of the watch. You look at the bottom where the six, where the number six is, you look right underneath that and it'll say J-A-P-N movement or it'll say Swiss movement or it'll say Swiss made. Swiss Japanese movement means it's got a Japanese movement, which means it's the quartz, you know, the thing with the battery or the actual uh, natural movement, whether it's a wind up or it's got the anvil in the back, which means when you move your wrist, it, it's perpetual motion. So the watch just can run. The watch can actually run without a battery. So as long as you keep moving the watch for, if you move it once, it'll go for like 48 hours. Some of them will go for months. If it's a wind up, that's classic class wind ups are classics. So you got to constantly wind it, but it's still cool and it, they last forever. Quartz is it requires a battery, and you have to change them out every one or two years, depending upon the size of the movement. Chronographs just mean that you can use there's there's a built-in stopwatch in it. Chronographs are great. Generally, if you if you're like a big fan of Le Mans racing or French racing or whatever, generally chronographs have those two extra buttons on the side there that just they're for racing. It's pretty cool. Submariners generally you wear on the opposite hand because the crown, which is the little button on the outside of the watch, is on the is on the other side, so you. Okay, that's another thing. Depending upon where the crown is, that little button where you change the time on it, that has to aim out at all at all times. So if you have a Submariner watch, generally the crown is on the other side, so you wear it on your right hand. That's just a thing, a thing to note. I have a Nixon Red October. That's another thing. So that being said, the crown always on the outside. Now the label... The label's another thing. If it says Swiss movement, that means the watch can be made in Japan, but the Swiss movement, the actual movement inside the watch, the quartz movement, is made or inspected, the vast majority of it, in Switzerland, for the most part. There's been arguments about this. There's a full article about it, uh, I think, on Watch Blog or something, about that whole process. But for the most part, just take the generics about uh, the generic thought in mind that if it says Swiss movement, it's got a Swiss movement, a Ronda movement from Switzerland that's been put in there. If it says Swiss made, that means that the vast majority of the actual watch, the metal, the the crystal, the watch band, maybe not the watch band, but most of the, the actual watch itself and the movement were made or inspected in Switzerland. Okay. And that drives the price up. Okay. Once you move from China to Japan, the price goes up. Once you move from Japan to Switzerland, the price goes up even more. And then once you make a Swiss movement to a Swiss-made watch, the price goes up even more. 
And then there are companies like Christopher Ward that used to be a British watch with a Swiss uh, label in it. That price goes up. There are Italian watches out there. Price goes up. Germany, made in Germany, price goes up. Okay, and there are all companies out there too that they're made in Detroit. Price goes up. Then you have the bands. The bands are important too, depending upon what you what your thing is. If you're going, if you're wearing it to work, or if you're wearing it to the beach. Most watches are waterproof nowadays, so it's not really a thing to worry about. They usually they're usually good to at least fifty feet. Fifty feet, you know, if you're diving, unless you're really, really diving and you're going to check out the fucking the the, the giant squid, fifty feet is pretty decent. It's just the pressure, the amount of pressure the watch can take before the seal around the bottom opens up and the water rushes in and ruins it. Taking a breath. But that being said, uh, from when was it? What was I thinking? Yeah. So my opinion, you should always be buying a a watch that says Swiss made, where the six, where the number six is. So where the number six is on the watch for six o'clock, obviously, check where it says that. If it says Swiss movement or Swiss made, Swiss made is the best way to go. There's a lot of companies out there that do it. But here's the thing. Swiss movement, Swiss made, and always with a with a sapphire crystal face. Okay? So it will the, the face will not get scratched up. You've got a strong movement that will last for years, and you've got a stronger build quality for the watch. You don't want a nice looking watch that shits out after a couple of years and you throw it away. You don't want to waste your money on this shit. It's fucking important. Jewelry for dudes should be a permanent thing. You have it, it should have it for life. Okay. The other thing to note is that the bands, they can put on a really nice Swiss watch. The way they'll try to cut the price is give you a nice Swiss watch and they'll give you a shitty band, a shitty Chinese leather band. So what you do is you go and buy, what you do is you score that nice watch with the shitty band, get rid of the shitty band, and go buy a custom band. You can go and buy NATO straps. Look them up. Look up NATO, N-A-T-O straps, and that will look good on pretty much any watch that you own. And you just have to check out how big, you can look by millimeter, how big the actual watch, you can measure it, how big the actual watch band needs to be, and... You go to, they're like between 10 and 20 bucks. If you're going to go and buy custom metal bands, a good one, like a German one that's polished or brushed, will cost you around 60. So these are, these are things to keep in mind when you're buying a watch. Now, you can go to Macy's and look at these watches, but you're going to be paying double, if not triple, the price for that. And you shouldn't be doing that. You should be saving your money. You should not be spending 400 bucks a watch unless it's a $1,200 watch that you're spending 1200 on or 400 bucks on. So you go to places like Jama Shop, which have a large wholesale of, of watches. Good companies too. Vacherine Constant, uh, Frederick, uh, uh, Frederick Constant, Movado, uh, Edic Le Vaubert, uh, what else? Hamilton Watches, U-Boat Watches, these are all strong brands, uh, even Hublot. But there's all kinds. There's all kinds you can look at, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can start. You can start with nice watches. You can start in the hundred dollar range. You just have to look at the watch, look at the type of watch that you're trying to find. Okay, what what your function is, and then start from there, and then look at your price range. But make sure that those those points that I made, the the label, the glass. The movement, once you start going from quartz movement to, uh, you know, no battery movement, the price goes up. That's another thing to keep in mind because replacing the battery, it's one thing. But when you have no, when it's a, it's a natural movement, you know, a wrist movement, then it's going to be completely different. So that being said, 
you need to take those little things into account. You can email me if you want. I have I own five active watches. I have five watches in circulation right now. Uh, one is a net, one is a wind up movement. The other four are quartz. They're all they're all Swiss movements, and most of them are Swiss made. Uh, this one, the, there's one that I, I the watch it's, it's got a German metal band though, so it's like Swiss and German, still cool. But it's an American company. It's an American company with a Swiss movement and a German, German metal band. Yeah, German metal, Rammstein. So these are the other things. So Crown Direction, if it's a sub, if it's a Submariner, that happens to be the case. So watch your bands can be leather, poly, metal, nylon. The rubber straps, actually, I'm not against anymore. I used to be not be a fan of them, but I see they have more of a utility type of like Nixon. They make they have a lot of their watches. They come with American rubber straps. So you're buying an America, buying an American brand with an American strap and a Swiss movement with a crystal sapphire face. And sometimes those go on sale. You save a lot of money. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on a watch. You can get decent watches for between one hundred and two hundred dollars. And then you know, as the years go on, you slowly add to that collection of watches. Okay, that's these are these are important things to. Consider because when you're wearing jewelry, you don't want it to look stupid. You want it to look natural, and and you put it on, it makes you look more confident. It's like I, I like my watch, I like my shoes because they're not another thing with shoes too. Shoes should always be leather. They should never be fucking plastic. Never, always. Then you can tell when you go and buy a watch. You can first of all, you can see it and you can smell it because ones that have a synthetic upper, a synthetic upper as opposed to a leather upper. A lot of times, if it's a cheap, the cheaper the shoe is, the more it has an odor to it. It'll smell like friggin' gasoline. It's another thing to it's legit. It will because this the polish they put on top of it is very very strong. So always go with a leather upper shoe. So you have nice looking shoes with a nice pair of jeans, a nice pair of pants or jeans, and a nice watch. And you put that together, and that's what a real man should look like. Okay, in my opinion, as far as like what a lady, uh, a lady, it depends. She could have two tone, so gold and silver. She can have a leather strap if she's working out. Uh, that's another thing. If she does have a smart watch, you want her to get you want her to get rid of that rubber strap and maybe get something with like a leather band or whatever. But these are all options depending upon the person you're taught. They they maybe they like a tighter watch. It, it depends. Some girls really dainty wrists. You want to have a smaller size. Uh, watch in general, much, much smaller. And depending upon their job type, you know, if they're like a veterinarian, you don't want to have like a dainty watch, like an older watch. You want to have something that's a little durable. So if she bangs it up against a metal table or if a dog's constantly chewing on her, you want to have a watch that's going to be able to sustain that type of battle damage. Okay. And then there are other things like Chinese knockoffs. You have to be careful where you're buying these things. There's a lot of Chinese knockoffs. If you go, if you go on eBay, most of the time, if you're going on eBay, you're going to get a Chinese knockoff. I love eBay, but that's like the number one spot for Chinese knockoffs. So try to buy from, if you're going to buy online, buy places from like, unless you're buying like an expensive watch, like a, a uh, what do you call it? A Patek Philippe. Um, that one is like 50 grand. So those ones you usually buy from like a certified dealer. Same thing with Rolex. Or, well, not Rolex, more so Patek Philippe. But, the other watches you you can go and find them on Jama Shop, J O M A S H O P dot com, Ashford uh, dot com, and there's World of Watches. Start Ashford and Jama, there's pretty good ones. Start there, look in Hamilton, look in Tissot, T I S S O T, Tissot watches. They got a great lineup of watches, Swiss labels, sapphire crystals, 
all the stuff you're looking for. You start with them. Look at Edex Levobert, E-D-O-X. Look at those watches. Those are great. They got a ton of those. And they have them in men's, they have them in women's, and they have in in, in uh, unisex. So you can look at all of them. They have those are the ones I would start in. You can build a strong collection just from those three brands right there. But if you want to go retro, you go retro, you can go on um you can go on Etsy, Etsy.com, ETSY.com, and you can actually go on there and you can find old retro watches, older boulevards that were made in the USA, or older co- other companies. You can get them for like between fifty and hundred dollars, and you get these fantastic watches that you can customize and clean up. You've got this awesome retro style watch on your hands. That would be perfect. So these are things. It, it, it's important. It's it's a type of jewelry that you should take seriously. And since I was it was brought up to me, I thought I should lay it out for you the best I could. So really, match your clothes, match your style, match your workload. Make sure you're picking up the right watch. Okay. So uh, we're not gonna get to. The dog thing, I'll do that for Sunday, either for Sunday leftovers or for next week's podcast. I do want to get to the Q&A because we're at 51 minutes. What do you think of that? Because I am awesome. All right, let me get another. Let's move this here. Let's grab the laptop and let's get after it. So you can find me on uh, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm and facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on thinkspot.com, thinkspot.com. Look for positive sarcasm. Same thing with minds.com. And, of course, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Uh, I stream this every week, actually twice a week now, uh, through facebook.com slash POS sarcasm and now streaming on YouTube and the positive it's called search the positive sarcasm podcast subscribe to that and subscribe to positive sarcasm and check out my freaking just check out my uh, my website positive sarcasm.com it's got everything there it's got all the articles it's got all the the, the all the good shit all of it's on there so uh, I want to say hello to everybody newbies return people people I saw during Christmas people I'll see in New Year's so we're gonna get to the Q&A Let's finish strong. So let's get to these. I want to get to these. This is uh, dig.com's Q&A, and I like to insert my two cents because uh, I'm that important. So let's get to this. Where are we at, 52? All right, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. All right, question number one. Can I ask my Jewish neighbors to get their kids to pretend to believe in Santa in front of my kids? Our kids, four and six, have really gotten close to our neighbor's kids who are five-year-old twins. The family is Jewish, and we are big Santa people at my house. Obviously, they are not. None of them has said anything about Santa not being real. I think their parents are careful about that. But would it be incredibly rude to ask their parents to tell their kids to play along a bit? I just don't want our kids to say, what did Santa bring you, and hear nothing. I think it would be confusing and upsetting for them, but I don't want it to be rude or insensitive. Yeah, you just, no. Don't, don't, no. Don't do it. Keep your mouth shut. Fucking don't be perpetuating myths anyways, okay? What did Santa bring you? Shut up. Okay? I don't want to hear this shit. They're Jewish. That's the end of it. You don't need to be going out there and telling that family how to live their life. That's called individualism. You don't need to be going, hey, excuse me, Jewish people, can you do me a favor and not ruin my fucking kids' uh, Christmas? Thanks. I'd be really appreciate it. They don't give a shit. They don't care about you at all. Don't be doing that. Right? Their kids need to learn early in some way, shape, or form that there are other people that just they either don't celebrate Christmas 
or they don't believe in the giant pile of bullshit that there's actually a big fat guy who flies around and does breaking and entering all night and can do it to approximately 7 billion people. So I don't think it's uh, of your responsibility to go over there and be like, hey, can your kids play along? And, and let's face it, even though I came from a Jewish family, I thought there was I thought there was like a Santa Claus to five or six. I kind of knew something was up at an early age, but, you know, I kind of just play along with it. I didn't give a shit. I'm, an, I'm a materialistic guy, so I just really wanted to just get my fucking presents at that point. I'm still into presents. I like get, being given free shit. Don't get me wrong, but... The idea is that you you can't. You really can't. I mean, you could. Technically, you could be like, hey, kids, don't fuck this up for us. But the idea is that you can't be going there and doing that. And first of all, let's, say, let's just say if you did. Let's just say you did. I, if I was the parents, the Jewish parents, I would just go and I would actually go over there and tell your kids that I would go and tell your kids that, that Santa's not real. Just to let you know fucking how it is. All right, you shouldn't be making demands of that for people because, let's face it, if those kids don't get to have a Christmas, then, um, well, they first of all, they get Hanukkah. Hanukkah's cool. There's nothing wrong. Don't be talking shit about Hanukkah. But it, this is a pretty self-explanatory one. There's no real rant to this one. It's just that, no, it's not. You can't be going over there. It's rude. I don't know if it's uh, anti-Semitic. I, think, I just think it's douchey. I wouldn't call racism on this. It's just douchey. Okay, because you're making your kids believe in something that isn't real. So you don't need to be telling other kids in the neighborhood to play along. All right, because they're eventually going to figure it out. You're eventually going to. First of all, all you do, all you do from age one to like age seven is lie to your kids anyways. Okay, and eventually they figure out that it's all bullshit, especially the Santa thing. So whenever they find out that Santa isn't real, fine. The jig is up. You tried the best you could. Now you move along with it and be like, yeah, we lied to you. What are you going to do about it? We learn. My parents lied to me all the time. They still lie to me. I don't believe a fucking word that comes out of my mother's mouth. <laughs> Moving on to the next article because that one, that one was wasteful. All right. All right. Let's, uh, do I want to do this one? Let's see. There's that one. It might be. I'm going to give my love stuff giving children non beach theme Christmas. I don't give a shit about that one. Okay, this my mother. I'm obligated to go to every event she invites me to. Should I keep spending? Yes, this one. Okay, fucking kids are still living in their parents' basements. How can I convince my mother that I'm not obligated to go to every event she invites me to? My mother gave me a calendar filled with dozens of pre-planned family events throughout the year. She changed your fucking diaper, there, champion. I didn't notice that at first. Said it was great and I loved it. Later, I noticed there are several events every month, ranging from a week at the shore, the shore to game night twice a month. Every holiday, birthday, or anniversary is pre-planned. Pre, pre I'm 30, and she's never done this before. Your mom's lonely. It could be a reaction to my father dying two years ago. Oh, oops. <laughs> Too soon. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm over it. So, uh, okay. I'm 30. She's never done this before. It could be a reaction to my father dying two years ago and getting married last year. Says so she wants to be sure her she gets her fair share of our time. She even expects us to spend our anniversary dinner at her house since it's in the calendar. We have naturally missed a few of these events. This is not going over well because she keeps insisting we accept her invitations. Yesterday, I got several paragraph test, text. Yes, Okay, this is important. Yesterday, I got a several paragraph text from her saying we agreed to those events by accepting the calendar and that we are letting her down. These There are four this month alone, including my birthday and a 
person brunch at her house. I'm her only child, and I want to make her happy, but this is too much, isn't it? Yeah, it's way too much, okay? Don't you can give me an options, okay? This is it's a buffet. It's not a communist manifesto. All right. I'm not going to fucking, you know, Tatiana's quinceanera. All right. That's 36 miles away in fucking Glendale during midday traffic. I'm not doing that shit. All right. And I get the fact that if dad passed away a couple years ago and mom wants to make sure that she does that she is still close to everyone in the family and that her time is filled with social stuff and keeping busy. I get it. I'm I I can relate to this very, very much. But you also have to be a man. You're and your wife has to be, you know, a woman. And you guys are together. Your your anniversaries are for you two and you two alone. So you go and you do your anniversary the right way because you did you did marry into a family, but you only said I do to one person, and that's the person you spend your anniversary with and nobody else. So you spend your anniversaries by yourself. And, the, and here's another thing. When you get these paragraph text messages, don't read them. Don't read them. You don't read, you don't read emotional shit. Anything that, is, anything that is sent to you with emotion in it in a text message, you don't fucking read it. Okay? It's lazy. It's, it's a lazy way to keep a relationship together. And it shouldn't be read. And that will teach them a fucking lesson. If they don't get the lesson then you don't eat around those people, okay? There are some technologies that should not be used to keep a relationship together, and that is text messages. Text messages should be quick, concise, and to the point, okay? They shouldn't be used for spite or love or conveyance of guilt trips. It's just not how anything... That's the one thing that pisses me off, and you can't do that. Thank God my mother is fucking out of her brains when it comes to using a phone you just go ahead my phone's been running slow lately you fucking go and you look at it and it's got 26 windows open <sighs> jesus christ think of it like this if it's winter and you're wondering why it's cold and all the windows are open hint hint close the fucking windows it'll make your house warmer and it'll make your car and it'll make your phone faster so that being said the text messages are no good the calendar, no, this is not a verbal agreement like you signed up for Facebook and all of a sudden you have to abide by this shit. That's not how this works. The calendar is there so that you can pick and choose from the buffet what you have time for, what you're not going, yeah, we're not going to that, okay? I had a bar mitzvah that I could have gone to in Chicago. I didn't go to it, you know? I had a thing I could have gone, gone to in Atlanta. Couldn't go to that. There are things. It's... Good to let you know. So you have it a calendar. It's great. It's a great idea that she gave it to you. But it should not be mandatory to go to all these things. So I don't agree at all as far as the idea of having to go to these things. Anniversary dinners, that's you. So, yeah, you, you're, there's nothing wrong with you missing some of these events. I wouldn't. I don't like the idea of feeling guilty. I feel guilty about plenty of shit in my life, but I don't like the idea of feeling guilty just 24-7 with this stuff. I want to feel guilty for the right reasons, and I don't think this is it, you know? Oh, feeling guilty, like, if you go to a, sh if you show up to an event and you're feeling guilty because you, you know, at the, if you don't, if you didn't show up, that's just not comfortable. I want to go and do stuff because I want to do stuff, not because I feel guilty. And it sucks, I get it. Your mom is dealing with, when family members deal with losses, this is kind of the thing where they kind of tighten their grips on the people that used to be very close to them and now are independent. You can't. 
You can't. You have to make it. You are 30 and you're married. So it's very important that you not even you not all of a sudden go back into the womb. Basically, you have to be your own man. You don't live in the basement. We have too many of those people out there right now. And you can't be uh, abiding by every single thing in the calendar. So my thoughts to you are make it clear and not via text message that because I've said this before. Back the fuck off. All right. They get the hint. Because nobody can control you. Nobody can truly control you. Unless you're divorced and you're paying huge amounts of alimony. But besides that. Alright. Let's see. This is fucking creepy. Should I always... Okay. This is going to be... Is this going to be the last one? Okay. Well, I'll answer this one really quickly. Is it excellent to arrive at a party 15 minutes early? No. It's unacceptable. Don't do it. Last one. Should I keep spending time? Should I keep spending time alone? I'm going to word this very carefully. Should I keep spending time alone with my sister-in-law, whom I've always had a crush on? I've been in my wife's family for over 10 years and have always had a crush on my sister-in-law. She's always been there in tough times to help me out whenever I ran to a bump in the road with her sister, my wife. Fast forward now, my wife's sister is separated, and we have a couple outings out together, and I completely enjoyed myself. My sister-in-law's company was what I imagined the whole time. Now I feel guilty that I enjoy spending time with her. All right, you're married. That's it. That's the end of it, okay? This little thing, first of all, you if you had a crush on her, then fine, you married the wrong girl. All right. And now you got to live with that. But the fact is you're married and the fact that you are spending, you want to spend extra time with her. That means that you're going to, you're going to end up doing something stupid or you're going to try to, and you're going to end up getting me too. So the fact is, is you can't be doing this whatsoever. And would you, should you tell your wife about it? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. You need to, well, you need to pay attention to your wife. If you're, if you're spending all this time thinking about your sister-in-law, you should be focused on what you can do for your wife at this point. All right. And it, you're, you are married. You are in a committed long-term relationship with somebody you said, I do's and I booze and I screws. And for until death do us part, you're going to die first since you're the male. Um, so you need to completely remove all relationship with the sister-in-law. Okay, you can't be doing this. You got a crush on it. This, it's, it's this, these, these things do ruin marriages. These are real life scenarios. I mean, we're looking at one right here. You ran to the bump in the road with her sister. It's no. You're fan. You're over fantasizing about something that can completely make. You, okay, let's say you do it. Let's say you successfully smash the sister-in-law. You won't get away with it. You will not get away with it. Someone else will find out and the family will disown the sister. You'll ruin your wife's reputation. You'll ruin her credibility. And she'll be damaged goods as well for the next guy, if there is one. Or she'll turn to drinking the like the old-fashioned way. But you're going to ruin her for somebody else too. So you'll do it because you've got your, your quick little you porn fantasy out of the way, banging the stepsister or whatever. You can't, you, yeah. These are, this is called, this is a thing that we, uh, people are lacking nowadays. It's called discipline. And you need to keep your dick in your pants unless it's for your wife. And if you're obviously, if you're focused on having a crush on her sister, then you're not dicking down your wife, which means that uh, you're not doing your job. 
You're not doing your job as the husband because you're constantly fantasizing about somebody else. Or what you need to, or if it's that bad and you just can't handle it, you need to file divorce and get away from all of them and never speak to any of them again because you have a you have a problem now. At this point, your little issue has turned into a sickness like alcoholism or gambling. Now it's become one of those things where it's not so much, well, you can stay married to your wife, you know, you can have a sip of beer, a little bit of beer, and you can avoid the sister-in-law. Now it's a point of you can't be around any of this stuff. Because you're gonna end up telling your what you're gonna end up telling your wife, and she's gonna be all weirded out by that shit. She's gonna throw you out of the house. So the idea is that now you have to treat this like you're an alcoholic because you're addicted. So you need to actually just be like, listen, I can't. I, just take the shame, take the beating, and get out of the house, get out of the relationship, never speak to these people again, start new. I guess that's one way of doing it. But what do I know? I'm just a just a low level podcaster. That is an hour and six minutes, and woo, that was a weird one. But you know what? It was the holidays. Well, it still is technically the holidays. We still got New Year's. The holidays are crazy. Why not do a pot? The holidays are crazy, incoherent, and sometimes blackout. So why not do a podcast that's pretty much the same type of emotion and cohesiveness? Uh, all right, so we are an hour and six minutes. I... So you know what? I have to say the YouTube stream actually held up pretty well. The Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm stream held up pretty well. And as usual, there's shit that I rambled on for way too long. And uh, I did other stuff I didn't get to, which is awesome. And even though I'm a day late, I still have plenty of time to edit this podcast and have it up for a Friday morning. And then I will probably do a Saturday afternoon uh, podcast for weekend leftovers and have that up. And then the next time you'll hear from me after that will be um, January 1st, 2020. Get your New Year's resolution. You should have started them already. But you can find me on tw- uh, You can't find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me. You can find me in the club. Um, you can find me on YouTube, actually. Just go to Positive Sarcasm Podcast. You can also find me at PositiveSarcasm.com. You can get check out my articles, my YouTube stuff, uh, my movie reviews, and pretty much whatever. But if you have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email me directly. If you want to support the podcast, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. If you want to use the Robinhood app and get yourself a free stock, use my link in the Robinhood thing. I'll get a free stock, and you'll get a free stock, and it'll cost you nothing, which means you donate to the podcast, and you get a little bit of extra coin yourself. And if you want to use the Cash app, go to my use my link at PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Use the Cash app. That'll give me a few extra bucks, and you'll have your free app. So that's the one way to do it. If you have questions, comments, Posing questions, posing music that you need cut for you for your bodybuilding show, you just go to positivesarcasm.com and go to the contact section. Send me all, any information there. Questions, comments, concerns, Q&A, send me all that information. If you want to be a guest in the podcast or sip coffee that I'm sipping, you can just uh, email me directly and just put in the subject podcast. I have a nice casting couch to the left of me and a guest chair with a sign-in waiver onto the right of me. So if you got something to say that's interesting, Feel free to bring it up, and I might consider it. So we are at an hour and nine, and we are done. Thank you for listening and watching and subscribing. Make sure you tell your tell your friends, tell your enemies. I'm podcasting, and I will be podcasting into the new year. 
So thank you for listening, watching, subscribing. Find me on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, CastBox, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Or you can stream me directly from the PositiveSarcasm.com section. So thank you for listening, watching, subscribing. I will talk to you in a few days, streaming live from the Spare Part Studios. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.